When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And welcome to the week 11 episode of Pacific Down and Distance. It has been a very random day of results in the NFL. Uh, probably not surprising given some of the matchups and the fact that we're all dealing with uh, how, how do we combine uh, watching the NFL and watching the FIFA Soccer World Cup at the same time. But we'll, we'll get into it. We'll see how we go. Uh, I'll try and explain how some of this stuff went down for you. Okay, so the match of the week on paper, and definitely not the match of the day as it turned out, was in Minnesota between Dallas and Minnesota. So the Vikings came in at 8-1. and one. Uh, They are no longer one loss. They're, uh, they got beaten 40-3 to three in their own building today by the Cowboys. Uh, it, it was an absolute fizzer of the match. Look, all credit to Dallas, who dominated from start to end, conceding a field goal on the second Minnesota drive of the match and then not conceding a single point again. Their star performances was, well, literally all their attackers, but quarterback Dak Prescott hit 276 yards of passing and two touchdowns. Running back Tony Pollard rushed for 80 yards, caught 109 yards as well, and TDs everywhere. And uh, r- running back Ezekiel Elliott, who sort of almost looks like he's been relegated to the second running back slot, he added in two touchdowns of his own. For Minnesota, look, it probably is summed up as a drop-off from an, from an insane run of high-intensity victories, um, you know, capped by the signature piece last week against Buffalo. Kirk Cousins was sacked seven times uh, and just had nothing to give today. He only completed 12 passes. They're 8-2 and two now. Uh, their two losses have been ugly and they've been uh, critically against Dallas and Philadelphia. So you've got to wonder whether that might uh, end up costing them a tiebreaker somewhere down the line. Both these teams are playing on Thursday again. So it's a short turnaround. They're playing uh, on Thanksgiving Day where there's three matches. Minnesota again have a home game. It's against New England this time. Whilst Dallas go back to their home ground to play the New York Giants. Uh, it's an AFC, sorry, NFC East uh, into division battle there. Now, uh, the next game of the day also looked really good on paper and also was very ordinary, albeit much closer. Uh, New York Jets at New England. So it ended up being 10-3 to the Patriots, a big win for them. That gives them two victories over the Jets on the season, so a clean sweep. 
actually, this was a really terrible game. Both quarterbacks had an absolute shocker. And frankly, so did both offenses and even both special teams in general. There were missed field goals everywhere as well. The game was locked at 3-all from early in the second quarter until the final play. The final play itself was actually a thing of beauty. It was an amazing punt return right on the buzzer. It was only seconds ago, I think maybe 12 seconds to go. Marcus Jones for the Patriots returned the punt 84 yards, and it was the first such touchdown of the year. I will come back to that point because there was another similar play, but it's technically different in a later match. So watch this space, but it sealed the win. And, uh, you know, it's funny, sliding doors have put the blowtorch firmly on the Jets quarterback, Zach Wilson, and not Mac Jones. And, of course, if you flip the result, you probably flip the, uh, the, the, the heat of that blowtorch. Jones did complete, this is Mac Jones and not Marcus, Mac, uh, Mac Jones did complete 23 passes and uh, 246 yards of total uh, throwing passing yards today. So at least that looks good on paper. Though it never really felt like it was impacting the match. Zach Wilson will have had a very awkward post-match experience given how uh, how well his defense played and, you know, how this is not really the first time this has happened, even though the Jets have had a pretty good um, pretty good overall winning record this year. The other thing you've got to keep in mind is that he's now flamed out twice against the Patriots. And, you know, the Patriots are not the Brady-era Patriots anymore, so the Jets would be desperate to shake that monkey. So next week, the Jets, they, st- uh, they host Chicago at home in New York, or in New Jersey as it is, and then uh, the Patriots, they're on that, uh, that Thanksgiving game I mentioned earlier. They are going to Minnesota. The next game of the day featured uh, a lot of drama in the lead-up. So it was Cleveland notionally at Buffalo. You may or may not have heard during the week that Buffalo was slated to host or receive a lot of snow. So they decided to move that game. And the venue it got moved to ended up being Detroit, actually. So if you look on the map, these two teams are two of the closer teams to Detroit. They both had much, um, but fairly reasonably short commutes. It's actually shorter for Cleveland. But funnily enough, there were still plenty of Buffalo fans who made the trip, uh, which is not a bad effort from them too, considering the snow did hit. So there was a lot of effort to get people out of there. The other thing for Buffalo to keep in mind, they actually play on Thanksgiving as well. They're in Detroit, so uh, they get presumably to stay there. So you can see the logic of why the match was moved there. Uh, Historically, they do play in snow if it happens. So there was a spectacular game. Uh, between the Bills and Indianapolis it was about five years ago that just it looked amazing on television even if it wasn't uh, an easy sort of game to play but uh, yeah they avoided that scenario this time so the match itself was won by Buffalo 31 to 23 they did have the game in, under control for at least the entire second half and you know they, they only wrestled control late in, in the first half but it was no looking back from there um, from there Cleveland opened the scoring on the first drive, so they did have some stuff to uh, to, to cling to. But yeah, Buffalo uh, really held firm after that. The Bills got great running play from Devin Singletary and James Cook, 86 yards apiece for them. And their defense absolutely dominated uh, Cleveland, keeping uh, the league's best running back, Nick, Nick Chubb, to just 14 carries and 19 yards. They're still in uh, the, the, this is the Browns, that is. They're still in the, um, the wild card places for now, but, you know, it does look like they're, uh, they're tapering off. Uh, Buffalo are in also in the wild card places, but 
only because uh, they've got Miami in their division. They'll uh, take a lot of confidence out of this win ahead of going to Detroit. Now, I've mentioned the Browns. So, look, Jacoby Brissett played well. He threw over 300 yards and three touchdowns. He found plenty of Amari Cooper and also Donovan Peoples-Jones. And he's proved a pretty decent quarterback, you know, backup quarterback all year, really. Uh, but you've got to get the kind of get the feeling that even though the Browns are alive right now, they'll basically they're on track to be eliminated by the time Deshaun Watson gets back. With both Cincinnati and Baltimore winning today, spoiler alert, we'll get to them. But this really does leave the Browns a fair way back. Next week they host Tampa Bay, which is a big game for the Bucks to reassert themselves off a bye. And as I mentioned, Buffalo will be probably most likely staying in Detroit for the game on Thanksgiving off a four-day break. The last game of this segment will cover off Sunday night football. As you'd like to think, it was one of the better games of the day. So uh, Kansas City won the match 30-27 to at LA in SoFi. Uh, that's a sweep of the bolts for them. That's the Chargers, that is. Uh, Kansas City basically sealed the AFC West division with that win. Uh, Look, the Chargers definitely had their chances. Um, Patrick Mahomes just proved too reliable at the end. And look, Herbert played well as well, but he threw the pick as they were chasing the game after the uh, Kansas City drive that put them in front. Travis Kelsey, three touchdowns, 115 yards. And Chris Jones on defense with two critical sacks were the stars for the Chiefs. And uh, look, they can now focus on winning the overall AFC number one seed. For the Chargers... They were flexed into this game, so keep in mind uh, that that means that their, their match was uh, put into a prime time slot at the expense of another after uh, results over the course of the season meant that the, uh, the the game that was there, which is the next one we're going to chat about after the break, uh, Cincinnati and Pittsburgh was no longer so appealing. But they've now lost two games in a row in that prime time time slot, the Chargers, so it's not ideal. Their injury toll has been significant, and that has to be called out. But they're looking at, at best, a sort of a sixth or seventh seed now, like a low wild card spot. And it could well end up being a lost year for them. They go to Arizona next week and Kansas City host the Rams. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, the next game will go to an AFC North interdivision battle between Cincinnati and Pittsburgh. I mentioned before the break that it was actually flexed out of the Sunday night football time slot, but it was actually a pretty good game. It was won by the Bengals, 37-30, first 
Bengals division win of the year. They ground out a result against a pretty solid pit. Pittsburgh, who just lacked the killer punch when it mattered. Joe Burrow was the king today. He threw four touchdowns. He threw, threw 355 passing yards. And uh, this came off the back of two early intercepts. So he did bounce back and he found more five players over 40 yards, which is pretty, you know, that's pretty good. The star target was actually a running back. It was Samaji Piran who caught three of the Bengals' touchdowns. Pittsburgh had a few positives on their side. So uh, Kenny Pickett played pretty clean, 265 yards. He found plenty of wide receiver George Pickens and tight end Pat Frymuth, whilst Najee Harris ran very well. And defender TJ Watt, he was utterly dominant himself had a ridiculous pick of Burrow, which nearly changed, almost did change the momentum of the match. And, you know, he's going to be reminding those young Bengals attackers that they're going to have to deal with him twice every year. It's going to be a losing season for Pittsburgh, though, as it appears going forward. Now, their next match is in Indianapolis. Cincinnati have a massive game. They go to Tennessee, and you've got to assume that's going to be uh, critical for either wildcard or most likely uh, divisional seedings places at the end of the year. The next game, uh, you could call it the uh, Carson Wentz lack of appreciation match. This is Philadelphia at Indianapolis. Another entertaining game. It was won by Philly 17-16. Philly's uh, score, go-ahead score, was the last one of the match. So they were looking for a while like they were staring down the barrel of a defeat. It was, uh, <coughs> excuse me, quite a few uh, subplots to this game. So Philly, since we last recorded, they've actually lost. They played on Monday night and lost a game to the Washington Commanders. Uh, meanwhile, Indianapolis had, uh, I mentioned it last week, had the strangest coaching setup the NFL has seen in years, but it prevailed over the Raiders last week. So there was a lot of intrigue as to whether this uh, Jeff Saturday appointment might actually work for them. Philadelphia ultimately prevailed in what was a classic arm wrestle, but Indy certainly had a great hold on the game. Philly had two ugly turnovers, and that didn't help the cause. It certainly helped the Colts accelerate ahead, but Philly did persist, and ultimately it was their uh, quarter four touchdowns to Quez Watkins, and then Jalen Hurts himself rushed in, and that's what sealed the victory for them. Indy's defense was phenomenal. They'll be feeling pretty sorry for themselves tonight. Quarterback Matt Ryan, the reinstated quarterback, he completed 23 passes and didn't have intercepts or fumbles, but he was sacked in the red zone in a costly fashion, and he'll probably look back with some regrets uh, given how close they got. All in all, the, the, the Jeff Saturday experiment is a pass mark so far. Philly, they've got a big match next week. Uh, it's against Green Bay it's in Philly on Sunday night football. So we're all going to see it. And like I mentioned a moment ago, Indy will be hosting Pittsburgh. Okay, another highlight match of the day was Chicago at Atlanta. It was won by the home team, Atlanta. Uh, but uh, both teams played good football in this match. Atlanta were on a bad streak, losing three from four. And the win was a over Carolina. Uh, with that uh, DJ Moore uh, throwing his helmet and conceding a 15-yard penalty. So they fair to say the Falcons desperately needed this win. Uh, and there was significant pressure coming into the match on their quarterback, Marcus Mariota, keeping in mind there is a rookie quarterback from last year's draft just waiting in the wings in Desmond Ritter. The highlight play from the Falcons came from Cordaro Patterson, who normally plays 
uh, as a running back or utility, but he does do a lot of special teams. He returned a kick all the way from the end zone at the other end for six points. So that's a 100-yard kick return. I did mention a punt return earlier in the New England game. Now, this takes a bit of getting used to uh, with, with for, a, for a casual fan like myself. They did mention that the punt return, the New England one, was the first of the year. And it was after, uh, chronologically, it was after Cordero Patterson's uh, kick return. So it's worth keeping in mind they look very similar, especially from the receiving uh, player's perspective. But the kick return happens uh, after a score or indeed a kickoff at the start of a half or at the start of the match. The punt return is actually after the defence has organised or forced a stop on the attacking drive. So uh, that's statistically they're different measures. I mean, for my to my they're basically the same, but two spectacular plays. So the one at uh, at Gillette Stadium earlier, the New England game that decided, and then Cordarrell's today, and also worth calling out with uh, Cordarrell's is that he's done that nine times in his career now, which is an all-time record. And there were some commentators saying that alone might get him in the Hall of Fame. Now, just focusing on Chicago briefly, it's their third loss in a row since they uh, since they pinched a massive win in New England about a month ago. They did play well in all three, so it was two close losses, and then that sort of big big lost to uh, to Dallas, but they still scored a lot of points that day. It does kill off their season, but it's amazing to think of the transition that Justin Fields has gone through in the past six weeks. He had another ridiculous game today. It was pretty, it was pretty good. 85 rushing yards and a touchdown. Uh, I, I mean, he did have a play. I just had, I was bedazzled with uh, one of his plays where he sort of had five different defenders chasing him, but he just was able to keep turning out of the play and get a pass away. So he's, uh, he's, he's, he's gone from being, is he the guy to he's definitely the guy. Um, they're going to be playing for wins every week, Chicago, because they know they've got, they've got the draft picks already. If thanks to some trades. And I think for them, it's more about getting the confidence rather than uh, trying to find any more pieces. So they're going to be an entertaining and tricky opponent. They go to the jets next week. Atlanta goes to Washington in what's a pretty spicy match as well. Okay, the uh, probably the fair to call it the upset of the day, uh, the, the Detroit win at the New York Giants. There were a lot of experts that smelt an upset, and so it played out. But uh, yeah, the D- Detroit now have three wins in a row, but they were certainly coming in a lot of wins behind the Giants here, and this is a bit of a costly loss for the Giants. We'll start with the uh, with the winners. So they had control uh, of the match from about the second quarter onwards. The running backs led the day for their offense, so Jamal Williams hit three of their touchdowns. Their number two draft pick from April, from this year's draft, defensive end, Aiden Hutchinson, he's really growing into himself as well, and he was all over uh, Daniel Jones, so uh, the New York quarterback, and he netted a second intercept uh, in, in the space of three weeks, so he's definitely growing into his his role, and it's also worth calling out that Goff Whilst he didn't do too much, uh, you know, on the scoreboard, he did play very clean today and uh, and led this team to the win. For the Giants, it was a poorly timed defeat. The other three NFC East teams all won, the, the uh, Cowboys, the Eagles and Washington. And uh, they all beat Detroit already. So this could prove, you know, in a, in a tie break sense and a morale sense, a bit of a, a debilitating loss for New York. 
They're, uh, funnily enough, I was just thinking uh, before the record, they're actually sharing a lot of parallels with the other New York side, the Jets. So just the way that they sort of f- find these um, these poor games every so often that are proving costly, they're allowing their divisional opponents to overhaul them. And then also neither of the quarterbacks in, uh, in New York are particularly convincing or proving the reasons why they're winning. In this case, there were three turnovers today for the Giants and a disturbing lack of momentum. Uh, ahead of what's a massive match on Thursday uh, on Thanksgiving against the Cowboys, their big rivals. Detroit, like I mentioned earlier, they will host Buffalo. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So four games to close out. We'll start in the AFC West Las Vegas at Denver. This match went to overtime. Vegas won it 22 to 16. Uh, look, these are two teams who have totally underwhelmed this year, albeit in very different fashion. Uh, for the for the winners, the, the, the game was a, a breakout for wide receiver Devontae Adams, who was a big name trade uh, in from Green Bay in the offseason. Uh, he hasn't Probably had a game like that since his move. He had 141 rushing yards and two touchdowns, including the decisive uh, reception in overtime. Max Crosby on the defense, he played a significant role um, crushing uh, Denver's offense today. And Derek Carr was solid as well. He had an emotional press conference following the week 10 loss to Indy. So this will be a confidence boost for him. Denver's defense has been one of the better defenses in the comp all year. Their problems have largely been on the offense. So this will be laced with frustration for them. They were definitely in this game. Russell Wilson did have the chance to seal the, seal the match inside the two-minute warning. But he, on a third and ten, he opted to pass even uh, when once he couldn't run. Even a, taking a sack would have been better because it would have drained the clock. So failing to complete created a stoppage and gave... LA, sorry, Las Vegas, 35 seconds they otherwise wouldn't have had. He did play one of his better matches, though, Wilson. But, yeah, it's not going to count much when uh, when you're losing uh, to, to a division rival. The next game, LA Rams in New Orleans. We'll start on the positive side. So, New Orleans won the match 27-20. Welcome return to form for them. They had uh, contributions from all their key attackers, Taysom Hill, Elvin Kamara, all the wide receivers too. So Chris Alave, Juwan Johnson, and Jarvis Landry all had receiving touchdowns today. And their under-fire quarterback, Andy Dalton, had a day out himself with three passing touchdowns. So that will restore some stability to that position. The Rams, they're enduring an ugly title defense now. There's no escaping that. They're 3-7. and seven. Cooper Cup is injured on injured reserve. Matt Stafford was withdrawn from the match today to go... Uh, through a second straight concussion protocol. And uh, guess what? They've got just about the hardest task in football next week. They go to Kansas City in what probably was billed at the start of the year as a potential Super Bowl match, but is not going to be that now. Uh, the Saints, for their part, they go to San Francisco, who uh, haven't played this week. They play on Monday night football. 
two games to go. Carolina at Baltimore. This didn't read well on paper and it really didn't play well, although it was much closer than you'd expect. So it ended up being a 13-3 win to Baltimore. They did what they had to do and won ugly. This game was uh, three all at the start of the fourth quarter. The Panthers just fell apart after that. And look, Baltimore avoided what would have been a brutal defeat in what's a pretty tight AFC North race at the moment with uh, with the Bengals. Their defense's quarter four output included a forced fumble, a fourth a fourth down sack, and then a tip leading to an intercept. So uh, that's what created the win uh, when they really needed some big plays. The usual names from defense, and we don't talk about defenders often on this show, but Marcus Peters, Jason Pierre-Paul, and Marvin Humphrey uh, drove drove that that win. Now, on offense, Demarcus Robinson led the show with 128 rushing yards, and Lamar Jackson, the quarterback, had 209 passing yards and a rushing TD, so a good, solid contribution from him. For Carolina, it was definitely a valiant effort. The bad news was probably the further instability they've got at quarterback, with Baker Mayfield not reproducing his junk time antics from the Bengals' loss a couple of weeks ago, and he's put his position in jeopardy, given there are some incentives uh, to do with his trade that uh, from the start of the year that the Panthers will be hoping to avoid. And uh, to do that, they need to not have him play too many matches. So they've got a decision to make. Their defense was fantastic, though, and led by Brian Burns, one sack and two tackles for loss. They're clearly building something on that side of the ball, at least. They host Denver next week, and Baltimore will go to Jacksonville. Last game, the weekly relegation of Houston to the end of the run sheet. This time, they were trailing 20-0 at halftime to Washington. They ended up getting a little bit closer. It was ultimately 23-10 in Houston, worth acknowledging that as well. Their quarterback, the, the Texans, Davis Mills, was picked twice. He did manage to score a rushing touchdown, but they do look near certainties to draft a quarterback at their number one pick next year, which you'd assume would be the number one pick overall at this stage. Washington continued a solid run of form. They're now into positive win-loss territory. It started well when Kendall Fuller ran in a pick six from Davis Mills. And they never looked back after that. On offense, their runners, Brian Robinson and Antonio Gibson, were the keys. They combined for 129 rushing yards. And Taylor, sorry, Tyler Heineke, he goes to 4-1 and one as the quarter, starting quarterback this season. I think they're also getting their star defender, Chase Young, back imminently too. So that's uh, that could even be their next match, which is at home to Atlanta. Houston, they get Miami fresh off a break in Miami with Tua just running a rough shot over everyone. Guys, that's week 11 in the books. Thanks for listening. Don't forget, go to the show notes uh, to see to get in touch with the show and also to see more of the sports social content. Our, their, their website is on there. There are going to be a lot of critical FIFA World Cup content on there, so keep an eye out on that. And we look forward to having you uh, in four days' time because I will do a show for you after the three matches on Thanksgiving. So keep an eye out for that. On Friday, if you're where I am, Australia, New Zealand, and Asia, and then uh, possibly a little earlier in the uh, Thursday night slot if you are in other time zones. Have a great week ahead. Look forward to next week. Sports Social Podcast Network.